Welcome to FOP Church Message of the Week. We pray you are challenged by the Word. For more information, please visit www.fhop.church. In 1 Peter chapter 1, we're going to start in verse 3. This is what it says. It said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be, reve- to be revealed in the last time. And this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in the praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you've not seen Him, you love Him. And though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Yesterday, uh, I attended a funeral of one of my coworkers who passed away on Sunday. And uh, Carlos, Carlos Magamboa was this man's name. A great man. A great man. Um, the kind of man, every time you saw him, he was smiling. This is a man who loved the Lord. And um, like most situations, he was, he was gone from class, and we thought maybe he'd just be out for a couple of weeks and come back. That's what happens most of the time whenever someone comes up missing from work these days. They're gone for a couple of weeks, and then they're back, and then they're laughing about all that time they spent at home. And this is not the case in this situation. But as I sat there yesterday and listened to this man's family talk about him, it occurred to me that sometimes we, as people, get so caught up looking at the wrong thing, focusing on the wrong things in life, right? Which is generally what we think about when we go to funerals. Like, yeah, I'm looking at the wrong things, but we, we strive for things that don't even matter. We get caught up in things that don't even matter. And the whole time the Lord is saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. Turn over real quickly to Matthew chapter 6.
this is the one we've, we've all heard before. Matthew 6, 19, it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. And then it says this, Forever your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Like, wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so the reason our life gets so wrecked when things around us don't go right is because that's where our treasure is, so that's where our heart is. And the whole time the Lord's saying, I can save you from a lot of mess if you'll just put your treasure in me. And so if you read verses 25 through, through 32, you, you, you've heard it before. It's, it's where he's like, so don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Like God's going to, he's going to provide for you. He's going to take care of you and whatever the situation is that you're freaking out about. And then you get down to verse 33. And this is the verse, I mean, y'all, this is the verse on the screen of my phone. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And it adds a little thing here. It says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Like, like. Like it says, if being anxious isn't going to add even a day to your life. Like worrying doesn't even add, and we worry, we worry about our life because our life sometimes, that's where our treasure is. Like my treasure's in this life, so I have to do everything I can to hang on even just to this life. And I don't even talk about your lifestyle. I mean just your life. But oh, that we could get to the place, like Paul said, where he gets to the place to say, you know, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Because that's where my treasure is now. Like my eyes are so focused on eternity that all the stuff going around me doesn't even matter anymore. Because I know eternity is real. Not I hope it's real. When we, when we hope eternity is real, then there's this fear that rises up in us when we start looking at the circumstances around us not playing out the way we think they should. But when we truly have eyes on eternity, if we've truly been born again, there's a peace inside of us that says, God, you're real and I trust you. So if I wake up tomorrow and I'm in heaven, that's fine. God, if I wake up tomorrow and I've been completely robbed, that's fine. If I lose everything, and I'm not saying we don't, you know, get heartbroken and crushed and and you know, we're sad. I'm not saying that's not a thing like, you know, if you went home after church today and you found out someone cleaned out your house, it's not like, oh, well, I mean, I guess you could be that spiritual. I'm not saying you're not frustrated for a moment. But I've seen people that, that not just their stuff, but, but their houses and, and even, even relationships. Like some of us, our hope is in a relationship. Either one we have now one that we've lost or one we hope we'll have someday. 
And we, we bank that, and that's where our treasure is. Let's look at Luke 14. That way you know what I'm saying is biblical. I could just tell you about it, but I, I want to... In Luke 14, in verse 25, it says, Now great crowds accompanied Jesus. Great crowds. So, you know, this is exciting times in the ministry. When great crowds are coming. And Jesus turns to them and says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father, and mother, and wife, and children, and brothers, and sisters, and yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Like there's a, there's a place where even, we got to realize that that our hope isn't even in relationships with people around us. Like, this is what Will Will and I were talking about um, a few weeks ago, about this exact passage right here. It's like, hate is such a strong word to use here. Like, does Jesus want me to hate the people around them? Around me, like, no wonder you've been so hateful lately. You've just been living biblically. Um, that, that's, that's not it. There, there's a place, like, here's the thing. If you see someone choose a career over their family, you think, man, they kind of hate their family, right? Because they chose their career over their family. If someone chose houses and cars over their family, like, man, they must hate their family. But if we choose Jesus over our family, we should so choose Jesus. And the reason it's so crazy if you're choosing houses and careers and all these other things that are your family is it's actually at the detriment of your family, right? Like, like it actually costs your family. It hurts your family. But can I tell you something? You need to so choose Jesus to the detriment of your family. Now, that, that sounds weird. Let me finish my statement. Listen. If you choose Jesus, he'll make all of your other relationships better. That's true. Right? And you look at the rest of Scripture, there's going to be this sacrificial love that happens that's going to make the relationships that are listed in this passage better all the way around. But can I tell you something? If you're choosing Jesus so that all your other relationships are better, you're choosing Jesus for the wrong reason. That's what Jesus is saying here. No, you choose me just for me. And what if you choose me and those other people on the list don't want anything to do with me and it actually costs you those relationships? Then you still choose me. I am your hope. I am the only thing you need. And if we truly press into Jesus, we're not pressing into him so that those other relationships will be better. We're pressing into him and we're looking at him so that we can have him. 
And then he does this crazy messed up thing like that doesn't make sense. As we push further into him, we actually turn around and see that he's trying to heal those other relationships. I'm going to tell you, there's some people, though, that are going to look at you and say, you know what, if that's what you're into, I don't want to be a part of you anymore. And that's heartbreaking. Like that hurts. But where is your treasure? Is it in the relationship or is it in Jesus? I remember the old song that we sing when I was a kid. It went all to Jesus. I surrender all to Him. I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live. All to Jesus I surrender. Humbly at His feet I bow. Worldly pleasures all forsaken. Take me, Jesus. Take me now. I surrender all. I surrender all. All of my treasure is in You. All of my hope is in You. Paul said it like this. He said, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Like, He is everything that we look at. I'm almost done. This is what Paul was saying. We, we all like to quote Philippians 4.13 and put it on our sports posters. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but that's not what it was about. Is this. It says in Philippians 4, it says, Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstances, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Him who gives me strength. Um, I, I kept this secret because there was so much other stuff going on, but um, Tuesday I ended up in the emergency room um, because people thought I was dying. I wasn't. I was fine. And like, we all know like what I'm saying this this morning, we all know. Like this is not new to any of us. It's just as we get through the, the routine of life, although the last year has been nothing, like hasn't been anything near routine, but as we go through the routine of life, we get so used to just the stuff that sometimes we just forget to put our trust in Jesus in every moment. Like, like the reason you fly off the handle when that person treats you wrong, it's because you're kind of putting your hope in the wrong place. And as I'm, I'm sitting there, and these people are trying to figure out what's wrong, it's like I'm thinking about 
like all I can think of is my daughters, right? All I can think about is these two little girls. And like all I want them to do is know Jesus. Like that's it. Like, like all I want you to do is know Jesus. And I'm thinking about y'all, like all you need to do is know Jesus. And like, like forget about everything else. Like put it on the altar and light it on fire and watch it burn. And whatever God chooses to leave there, like then you get to keep. And I'm sitting at this funeral yesterday and I'm thinking the only thing that's important in life is bringing people to Jesus. Like that's the only treasure. Like Jesus said, look, the, look at the field, like pray the laborers be f- sent out because look around, like the fields are white for harvest. What he's saying is here's your treasure. Like there's people that need to know Jesus. And what so encourages my heart over the last few weeks has been like stories I keep hearing from different one of you, like like several times a week, people calling me or texting me, like telling me about the people they're telling about Jesus. Like I told someone about Jesus this week. And it's like, there's life in that. Like that's the only treasure that matters is bringing other people to Jesus, to tell them about the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, right? That's what we started with in, in Peter, 1 Peter. He's like, look, look, there's, there's, there's this praise that happens at the revelation of who Jesus Christ really is. And that has to be the cry of my heart. Like, you know someone who needs Jesus, who desperately needs Jesus. And you get to be the person, you get to be the person to convey that gospel message to them. Do you remember life before you met Jesus? Do you remember that? Do you remember that moment that you knew him, like you truly knew him and how your life changed after that? And you were a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. In Matthew chapter 13, it says this. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. This is in verse 44. I hear some of you guys turning. I'll wait. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has to buy that field. It says again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of a fine pearl who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and he bought it. Like gives up everything 
to buy it. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, it's time for us to sell out. Like, there's a great treasure here this morning, and it has nothing to do with 400 House of Prayer at all. There's a great treasure here, and it is the man Christ Jesus, the one we were singing to. And some of us, as I'm talking this morning, my hope is that you're realizing there's things you need to let be put in the fire and tested. Like we read in 1 Peter, just to see if it'll stay after it's burned up. There's things we're pulling back from the fire. We're not selling out everything. I'm telling you this morning, Jesus is worthy of it all. Jesus is worthy of all. And here's what's so crazy. It's like this is exactly what Jesus did for us. Like, like guess what? We're also a treasure to him. And the God of the universe becomes a man and lives this humble life and is nailed to a cross. He pays the ultimate price. He gives it all to buy us, to redeem us, to pull us out of an eternity that was godless and hopeless. And now we have this joy. We have this joy that we've been bought with a price, right? That's a good place to say amen. We've been bought with a price. Like Jesus loves us. Jesus loves us this morning. And he desires all of us. And how much joy is it to just give up everything? It's, it's, all it's been doing is causing you worry and grief and pain anyway. Right? Right? Mary and Martha. Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha's busy doing all this stuff. All it's doing is causing her worry. All that stuff you're trying to maintain, that property you have, that car you have, all it's doing is causing you worry. That relationship you have, saying this morning, give it, Jesus and find joy find that peace that surpasses understanding will you stand with me we're not done we're gonna worship a moment longer we want to pray for some folks this morning I believe the Lord wants to heal some people today too he wants to heal your hearts but he also wants to heal your bodies like that's a thing it's in the Bible. If it's in the Bible, we're going to believe it. Let's just pray. We surrender all today, Lord Jesus. We surrender all. all yours this morning lay it at the feet of Jesus this morning this was, this was not the sermon I had prepared for today <laughs> but this is the Lord's heart for today 
Whatever's causing you worry and grief, give it to the Lord this morning. Lord, that we would be a people who leave a legacy of just pointing people to you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, including service times, contact information, and online giving, please visit www.fhop.church. 